This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. When you shop at a Walmart Vision Center, you get it. You know that you'll spend a little less on stylish glasses for the whole family. Welcome to the Vision Center. Let me know if you need help finding the perfect frames. Hey, Mom, you were right. These glasses are cool. Hon, they take our insurance. That means Papa's getting a new pair, too. Whoa, glasses start at just $39. Next stop, groceries. So you can get a little more of what you need. Find a Vision Center near you. Save money, live better. Walmart. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. This is Cottage Talk full-time. Our initial reaction to Fulham's 4-2 dramatic victory against Brighton Hove Albion at Craven Cottage. Emilio's here with me right now. Emilio, it's been, what, about an hour and a half since the match ended? Just give me your yeah. opening thoughts on what you watched at Craven Cottage. That was pretty amazing. Well, blimey, that was, that was amazing. You know, who doesn't want to be a Fulham fan? You know, they make a sweat, they make us. A... Um, go through many bad times, but it's watching sublime, hero- heroic performances like the second half. Just you know, it's, you know, it was freezing cold out there, it was sleeting on the pitch, but it was a game of two halves. That game could have finished seven-seven on another day. You know, it's, it's, I agree Brighton, with that. You know, Brighton was so dominant first half. We were so poor that they could have been easily four 0 up. You know, Glenn Murray's two great goals, and one flicked us off. You know, another another ball that hit the bar. Rico made a save and then Murray flicked it just wide. That could be five nil. Yet second half we could have scored seven or eight. So it's, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get carried away. I'm over the optimist, as you know, Russ. But, sure. Uh, you know, I'll take those three points. That turnaround will hopefully give us a boost to go to Crystal Palace on Saturday and pick up at least a point, if not more. And you know, this, you know, it's not over yet. It's not over till it's over. You know, I don't think many fans have given up this season, but it's. I still, believe, I still believe in this club. I still believe we've got enough quality there to at least make a fight of it. And we saw that in the second half. We saw us fighting to the death. Absolutely. And players... Completely different team in the second half. We were a different team. And admittedly, I've not seen Brighton perform that badly, you know, for, for, for many months, to be honest. I've got a friend of mine who's a, a very strong Brighton supporter. He said, that's the worst 45 minutes he's ever seen in the Premier League by his team. <laughs> so, so, again, that, that's... 
thanks to Fulham that we upped the tempo, yep. slick passing, crisp passing, and you know, to be honest, we were outstanding second half. So Absolutely. we did well against Tottenham, but didn't take our chances. But say we took our chances, and that's what the, that's, it's a it's a fine line. This, this game, it's a fine line. You know, one good performance, massive confidence, and who knows what comes next? We've got a winnable game away to Crystal Palace on Saturday, so it, the dream could still. We could still be fighting on, is my point. The dream may not be over yet. Okay, excellent, Emilio. Listen, that was a horrible first half. And <laughs> to see terrible. a completely different type of match in the second half was refreshing. But I'm going to ask you, when did you know that this match was changing? What was the turning point for you? There, there are several points we can look at. You know, you could talk about the substitutions, the change of shape, the goals. For you, what changed the tide for Fulham? Obviously, that early goal from Chambers, that gave us belief. There was still a good 43 minutes still to fight. So we definitely felt there was an opportunity to get an equaliser with most of the second half still available. We just were push, we pushed up 10 yards second half within the first few minutes. But we were more direct. We were passing the ball at times much more crisp or slick. Tom Kenny and Seri linked up very, very well. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was a, it's a body language. There's a, there's a different persona. Obviously, they've had to kick up the backside, get yourself into some sort of shape. And you know, be more you know, be more positive. And we showed that in the first two or three minutes. Mitrovic, you know, was gave you know, knocked himself about the whole of that second half. In he the bullied half, them, was, Emilio. He bullied them right from the, the right word. He, we did bully them, and he had a hand in every goal. And you know, targeting Mitrovic at every possible moment was the difference. We kept looking for him. He kept bullying them. He kept winning the balls. He scored two goals. He was involved in the other two. He was he was a he was a master act in that second half. But the turning point for me is obviously we scored a goal very quickly. I believe yeah. that we we could go on and get another, if not more. And Brighton just completely catapulted. It just fell apart. Well, Emilio, you, you brought up something very interesting because you talked about the intent from the get-go in the second half. And I mentioned to you off-air that the announcers were talking about that they wanted to see the fullbacks push up more forward in mm. the second half. And that's exactly what you saw. And that made a huge difference. Exactly. And, you know, admittedly, you know, Chris at times you know, kept going forward. His passing again, letting him down, but he was making himself available, as was Brian. And but it was that, it's that interchange of passing midfield. It felt like we, it, we're playing under Slaver again in the Championship. Ferry, <laughs> Chambers, Kearney, nice triangle passing. The fact that we had nearly 65, 70% possession throughout the game, that tells you a very, very dramatic story. Yep. When's the last time under Ranieri we've, we've dominated the game with 67% possession? Unheard of. So. What was it? What was clear to me is Brighton sat back. We did second half, or Brighton did to us first half. We took the game at them. We pushed them up their field. They had to sit more deep, and you know they couldn't cope with our our, our quick interchange of passing. That, that was the difference, and we know, and we punished them with all, all those opportunities. But like I said, on another day we could have scored another three or four in that second half. Incredible, incredible performance. But let's not get carried away. It's only one win. It's only one win. Take that confidence into the next game. I agree with you, my friend. Listen, I think a key moment, you, I asked you what the turning point, but I have to go to this moment because this could be the moment of the season if you really look at it. It's 2-2, two to two, and Glenn Murray, who was mm. basically just owning Fulham, every time he touched the ball, I was nervous, and obviously he scored two mm. goals and had a chance to get a hat trick, or even more than that, Emilio. 72nd yeah, minute, Sergio Rico makes the save that I think changed the match one more time. Because if he doesn't make that save, uh, I don't know what happens. I know Fulham scored two more goals right after that. But I think the play of Sergio Rico, he came up big, my friend, in this match. Mm, absolutely. That was, that, 
that's a massive turning point, and that proves to me why he's un, undoubtedly our number one keeper. You know, he led. He, he, that was a great outstanding save from Murray. Even in the first half, when Brighton were two up, he made another crucial save. That could have been a three nil. We could have been three nil down in that first half if it wasn't for safe. So Rico made two crucial saves: one to keep it score at two nil, and one to keep us at the two two. So, but that was a that was a top save, top draw save, and you know, and again proves my point. Rico is by far the best keeper. And he, you know, he deserved a pat on the back for that crucial save, and you know, we that kept us believing. We kept moving the ball so so quickly. So it was just the interchange of passing it was yep. a delight to watch. First time we've seen it under Claudio. One other thing that I want to mention that, again, I think he needs to do more of this. When Tom Kearney was on and Tom Kearney had some opportunities, and I know Ranieri has mentioned this, that he wants Kearney to shoot more, especially mm. from, say, the right-hand side. He actually, again, hits the crossbar twice, Emilio, <laughs> and maybe should have scored. And yeah. I like what I saw from Kearney taking some shots. He needs to do that more often. Absolutely. There was that moment when he went to – it felt like a, a repeat of the Leeds goal a couple of seasons ago. Exactly. In, the, in injury time. he made, made That's a great point. Yes. And he looked up. and he, 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 We knew what he was up to. He was right in front of me. I said, this has got Leeds United all over. But <laughs> he hit the crossbar, and then we scored from the resulting uh, – Sure. Resulting, uh, what was it, the ball over to, uh, to Mitrovic. But basically – Tom Kenny wanted the ball. I could see his hand movement all the time. In other games, I've seen him a little bit you know, shy to get the ball. He was away from the from the action. But today, he wanted it. As soon as you know, first half, he was. You know, not, let's be very clear. Tom Kenny didn't have the best 20 minutes in that first half. He looked a little bit lightweight, looked a little bit lost, and a little bit out of position. The second half, he wanted the ball more. He was asking, he was always saying, "Give it to me, give it to me, pass yep. the ball to me." And I saw a determination in Tom Kenny say, "Look, I've got my moment. I've got my chance here." I'm going to grab this chance and to prove to the manager why I should be playing week in, week out. So that was that was a great confidence booster for Tom. He needed that. He needed that confidence booster because he's, he's been down in the dumps in recent weeks, and he he felt there was a lot more determination and passion there. You could see it. Some, you know, proud to wear that shirt again. Proud to play for the club. So um, good to see. It's good to see. And who's to say that Seri and Kenny can't play together? That that second half proves to me that them two can play together. Well, what was funny, again, going back to the announcers, they said that, that the uh, 11 that were out there in the second half, that should be the 11 for Fulham, you know, that mm-hmm. because of uh, just how well they played. Of course, then you have Sessegnon coming on for Brian, who went down, and uh, there was a mm-hmm. substitution there. But uh, beyond the substitution, the team that was out there actually played very well in the second half, especially. Go ahead, Amelia. As I was saying, you know, again, there's a lot of criticism of, Reem being substituted. I actually thought it was the right choice. That was my automatic choice because Brian is always an option to, you know, he's got good, good width. You know, when he comes forward, he pushes up and obviously his, his, his cross created one of the, scored, created one of the goals. If we took Brian or Christie off, I think we would have, we would have been maybe a little bit more flat footed and they had less attacking options in that second half. So you could argue um, Ranieri taking off Reem and being determined to put Kenny on there maybe it was the right move. That could have been a turning point, despite the fact we were 2 yeah. down, because yeah, there, easily there are so many of these moments, Brian. Emilio. Yes. Yeah. You could have easily taken off the two fullbacks who were not having particularly good games, but tactically, Ream would have been a better option because right. Tim Ream could only play in one position, and you know that that would have been the, the most ideal substitution for me. I I I applauded Cremonieri for doing that and being brave, and even though Tom Kenny didn't really make much of an impact in, those, in that 20 minutes when he came on yep. in the first half. That was a very interesting substitution. It 
in the end, it, it worked out. And uh, I want to ask you about another substitution. What did you make of bringing on Luciano Vieto at the beginning of the second half? In, it was an interesting substitution. I actually thought someone who's lightweight played in you know a much warmer con, you know warmer country coming to play on a freezing cold Tuesday night at home to Brighton would maybe wouldn't have been the perfect conditions for him. But he looked lively. He, looked he did. Quick. He, looked he totally did. Again, looking very determined, very had a, a bit more aggression on him, you know, fighting for those balls and winning throw-ins and chasing the balls down and winning those balls. You, we've not seen that from Luciano Vieto since the game against Burnley, which ironically we also won 4-2. But that's probably his best. I think that's his best game for Fulham, even though he played only 45 minutes because, you know, on another day he could have scored a second goal. Absolutely. You know, and, you know so that it gives a Ranieri options. That's the key thing. Ranieri's got options now, lots of food for thought. Because Absolutely. people have put themselves in a mix, you know. You know, I thought, you know, I thought Babel had made made a nuisance of himself. You know, had you know the good long shot in the first half. Keeper made a good save. He got himself about an assist. So it's, you know, he's proven to be a reasonable, effective signing, despite the fact he's only here for a few months. So some interesting times, and maybe this win may give the the owners Tony Khan and so forth the belief now maybe there is the right time to invest in the type of players that they had in mind, rather than giving up and building for the championship, because there's, there's still hope. We've still got something to fight for. Well, again, I, going into this, Emilio, I said they could not lose this match. They had to win mm. it. Not even a draw. They needed to win this match, and they got all three points. And now, like you said, maybe this uh, puts even more emphasis on the next couple of days to get something Absolutely. done. Because Absolutely. there's an opportunity now. You gave yourself an opportunity. Like you said, it's a, it's a baby step because they exactly. still have a lot of work to be done. But this is a very um, good baby step. That's all I'm going to say. And again, I think, you know, look at other players. You know, Seri, for me, was my man of the match. He was outstanding yep. for 90 minutes. He was. Again, quick, crisp passing, slip passing. Very few few balls he gave away today. Yes, disappointing with the free kick. But the fact, you should have seen his reaction when, he, he, when it was 2-2 and he shot and hit the post. I saw that. His reaction... Showed me that's a player who wants, who's fighting tooth and nail to play for this club. He's not a player who's not here just he's here to make up the numbers. He's here to to keep the club in the division. You saw the passion, and when he went to take the corner, he was you know he was urging the fans to keep shouting, keep chanting, and patting his patting his chest in the Fulham badge. So you saw Seri playing his best game for many months with with the, the passion and determination that he wants to wear that shirt. So that's something, you know, that, that, that is, you know, I want to call that out because I thought he had an outstanding game. Man of the match, yep. but yes, Mitrovic was involved in all four goals in some yep. shape or form. But, you know, I thought Seri for, for 90 minutes. Oh, he was great. Playing on the pitch. Not Mitrovic for 45 minutes. Seri's 90 minutes. He was outstanding tonight. He was, and I'm glad that you were singling him out. But, again, that's what's great about doing this is that this is an initial reaction and you're just letting it all hang out, my friend. You're talking about all yeah, key moments. Yeah, not- and exactly. what you're seeing, players that stood out. A couple other things before we go that I want to mention. And uh, I mentioned to you off air when uh, you do get a chance to look at it. Everyone gets a chance to look at it. If you were at the match, go look at the situation with Dale Stevens, who got a yellow card. Mm-hmm. He should have gotten mm-hmm. a red card, Amelia. It was pretty horrible to watch. Yeah. And Mike, our co host on the college talk, Joe Tybee, I said to him that before the game started, I said, let's get at Dale Stevens. I follow a lot of Brighton and Hove Abbey yeah. Club. You know, they've, they've got quite, quite a good affinity towards them. And I know what, how rash he can, be, he can be at times. And that, to me, looked worse, you know, from where I sat than the yellow card warranted. But 
he should have, Jill Boy, I'd like to see the replay again, but if you're saying it should have been a red card, that doesn't surprise me because Del Stevens is renowned for that. He can get those rash tackles in. And yeah. I'm disappointed when it was 2-0. We, we should have got him more to commit to making more fouls because I know what he's like. Yeah. He'll make those, those, those fouls. We could have got Brighton down to 10 men if we just got at him a little bit more and got on the wrong side of him. But he had to curb himself second up. And he was, that's why he wasn't effective. He got he was on that yellow card and he knows another foul because he's off. Okay, Stevens is a man. We know. I know what he can do, and I know he um, he he's often getting red carded for those you know straight reds for stupid fouls and tackles. Okay, excellent there, Amelia. One final thing that I want to go over with you, and it goes back to talking about Alexander Mitrovic. And mm. again, I'm listening to the match. You're there, and on Mitro's second goal, they were the announcers talking about Lewis Dunk, who was complaining to Lee Probert about what Mitro was doing, you know, again, kind of uh, on top of him a little bit. But you brought up a good point because there are a couple of ways to look at it. Could it, that call have gone against Fulham? Could there have been a free kick to go the other way? Potentially. But you said this to me. Mitro wanted it more than Dunk. So he deserved the goal, if you look at it that way. Wouldn't you agree? He wanted it. Exactly. More. Exactly. From where I stood, he had he had no right to go and win that. But he want, he had the hunger and the aggression there you know the bullying point that we mentioned earlier he yeah. wanted that and he knew he had nothing in his mind other than i'm going for that i'm going to trace it down and, and get it because he wanted it more and he got the rewards for it you know right it would have been harsh for that would have been ruled out in my opinion yeah. very very harsh okay i just thought i would mention that because i guess it also shows just how much mitrovich was up for the fight and i just wanted to mention that because he it was throughout the entire match he bullied Duncan Duffy, mm-hmm. and uh, like you mentioned, he had a hand in a lot of what Fulham did. So I'm glad that we're talking about an ending about Mitro. Final thoughts before we go, my friend. Um, you know, again, we've talked about turning turning point of the match, you know, the Rico save, I think, and also maybe, you know, even the first half when he made that important save when we were just 2-0 down, Rodney yes. going 3-0 down. But, you know, I recall in our great escape season, you know, around early February, we, we came from a goal down to be Aston Villa 2-1. That yep. springboarded the team on and gave them the belief that the fight was not yet over. So if we can take this, this, this amazing victory into Crystal Palace away on Saturday and, and get a similar result, get a victory there, then it's not over. You know, I'm, no, I'm, not, not. I'm not giving up yet. And I've said it time and time again, you know, I'm not, I'm one, 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 I, in the championship, there's another right thing. Actually, we've still got a chance to stay in this division. So fans, get behind the team, keep believing, keep hoping. And, you know, this might spur the owners to, to invest in a couple of plays in the next two days. I hope they do, my friend. And I, then, you know, we, we give us the best chance to succeed. But we shouldn't give up because we're still in it. We've still got absolutely. a chance. And what I'm leaving with is something that we've been talking about throughout Cottage Talk full-time, and we're going to be doing a full post-match show is the second half fight of Fulham Football Club. And if mm-hmm. they can bring that forward to, say, Crystal Palace and who they play, if they give that kind of aggression and play with that kind of fight, they're going to mm-hmm. get points. And, you know, like you said, if uh, the owners uh, invest a little bit in the club in the next 48 hours, who knows? It's not over yet. It could have been over mm-hmm. tonight. I said if they lost this or <laughs> got a draw. Yeah. It was over because it was going to be too difficult. They needed to win, and they won. And that's the last impression I have on this full-time show is that they got all three points. They found a way. All right. Exactly. Well, Emilio, yeah. thank you so much for joining me after this big match, but we have to wrap this up. 
For Emilio Donnell, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.